the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Continue to enjoy your best lawn ever with Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Contact them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025 or online, LawnDoctor.com. A lot more summer ahead plus the fall. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island, your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call for a free quote today, 401-392-1025. Find out also about keeping your family safe from ticks and mosquitoes, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Check out their website. It's LawnDoctor.com or call today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. It's Thursday. It's September 2nd. You're listening to The John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. What a storm overnight. If you haven't seen it, oh my goodness, the flooding. First of all, New York uh, City, New York, New Jersey, not just New York City, but New York, New Jersey, especially New York City, though, absolutely got clobbered with flooding. Folks, it, it, it looks like something out of a horror film. And then Rhode Island got tremendous rain in such a short period of time. You know, we heard the storm was coming. You know the damage that it did in in, uh, in New Orleans. You know what's amazing is think of the the uh, hurricane henry that basically petered out and didn't do a lot of damage and there was so much hype over that in this storm uh there was i'm not going to say that there wasn't hype or or information about it but the amount of damage that is done and the water damage the amount of damage that water can do if you haven't seen it yet where do you see and you will see it on the news it's actually making the national news and that is some of the uh the the damage to roads in portsmouth one street absolutely collapsed under the rushing water in bristol it flooded parts of cranston i mean just horrendous rain overnight governor mckee has his work cut out for him now the governor who is uh, scheduled uh do a COVID briefing but and that's also um that's also you know heating up as far as what i mean by COVID is there's a lot of developments with that and one of the developments that he's has to deal with are the amount of first responders who are not getting vaccinated now he has set the he set the deadline he set the deadline of october 1st that if they don't get the the vaccine they're they're going to be terminated well he is communicating and if you go to the website to petro.com the uh, we do have um uh, a story up regarding exactly that his staff apparently is communicating and now they realize it's a little bit of a harsh tone i think it's possible the governor was distracted by the tony silva situation and this whole business of the frontline workers that if they don't get vaccinated by october 1st they're going to lose the jobs now listen i am not saying i know the answer to this i i don't and 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 the people are in a tough situation because there are some people that they're just adamantly against the idea of being forced to get the vaccine and i'll leave some go say this i i don't fully believe a lot of the reasons that they're even mentioning such as you know some of the people are saying well they want a religious exemption i i don't think they have one um or need one or one exists i should say uh someone else i'm allergic to the i i don't believe that uh, millions of people have gotten this and have been no problem i think it's just fear i think it's fear there's a lot of misinformation there's a lot of people that referred me to these stories and then when they send me the stories i've never heard of the news source and they are banking everything on it people are seeking out to find what they believe or want to believe and then find a way to to validate it that's that seemingly to me is what's happening but what the governor's not addressing is just the basic fear listen and what i mean by that is i i don't know if someone is absolutely petrified of getting the vaccine and it may be unfounded but you haven't seen Dr. Scott, the governor, they haven't done any type of town hall meeting. They haven't, from what I understand, they have not met with the leaders of this movement of the frontline workers that don't want to get the vaccine. Now, I posted that story. And then also there's the uh, situation that apparently they're, they're planning on confronting the governor this Saturday night. At, the water fire is supposed to be to honor the frontline workers. Talk about tone deaf with the McKee administration. He is striking out with water fire. First, he had the 
almost fight showdown with Mayor Alorza. Now, instead of them saying, hey, thank you for honoring us, they're going to apparently like protest and find him and go right up to him because he plans to be there. And it's supposed to be to honor frontline workers, but a lot of them feel that they're going to they're going to be dismissed if they don't get the vaccine. I, I think that things need to slow down and these idea of dates and mandates. And, you know, last last fall, Governor Raimondo, a lot of the teachers that were, you know, saying they weren't ready to go back and all this other stuff. So what did the governor say? We're going to give everyone two more weeks to get ready. I, I think he was rushing this along. Um, I think there's also a difference between many of the healthcare workers and the firefighters. Now, folks, I, I will say this. If, if you have someone who is elderly and the healthcare workers go into their home and they help them and work with them. And that's who they're dealing with, by the way. They're dealing with really the most vulnerable, right? Someone gets sick, they have no choice, they're in the hospital, and then they don't get to pick, here are the nurses that I want and so forth. And the same thing with a lot of the people that get the people, the, the you know, home health aides or nurses and so forth. So they don't have an option with that. And you have to be reasonable and be very reasonable that if you're one of those individuals either in the hospital or you have these people coming to see you at home that you don't want someone who's bringing the disease who's bringing the virus that's a that's a more than a reasonable request what a lot of the frontline workers seem to skip over is what happened you know they say last year we had the ppe and we were right in there and look at the amount of people that died in the nursing homes because the virus was rampant and spreading through the nursing homes. And that was even after they stopped the visitations and everything else. Who was bringing it in? The workers were bringing it in. So there are different classes, different classes of people. There are, the, there are people that are anti-vax. Then you have the people that say, well, I'm not anti-vax. I'm just anti-mandate. Not exactly sure of the difference, but they insist there is one. Um, I, I don't know what percentage claim that they need a religious exemption from this. I, I don't I don't know about that. I think they're searching. I think they're scared. I think they're very frightened. I think they are terrified of the unknown. However, that said, I think Governor McKee and Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott um, and maybe Dr. McDonald, someone, they need to hear these people out and they need to deal with some of their fears. Because as I said, now I'm not, you know, in the mix on this, as far as I'm certainly not a decision maker, but these people are basing, there's a lot of misinformation out there. And some of the things that people are saying, it just doesn't stand to reason. It's some of the communication I have with them. It's not like you're communicating with, with reasonable people. They're, they're coming up with things that, you know, I follow this as close as anyone. And some of the things of, you know, the only people that are dying are the vaccinated people. That's that's not true. Someone, you know, it's sending me it's it's the vaccinated that are spreading it. And the only ones that are dying are the are the vaccinated people, the the unvaccinated people. They're fine. And that it's a world plot. And there's some people sitting in Switzerland and this is their world plot. And they're just making money. I mean, they, I, I don't think that's based in reality. I think some people have been overcome by fear and they're going to different corners of the Internet try to pull information if you're listening right now you know i have these people that ask me are you on parlor that that site is just a cesspool of misinformation folks not not everyone is lying i recognize believe me i recognize it's tough to find out like accurate information but some of the phrases that are being thrown you know don't believe anything you read believe half of what you see who said that where did that come from believe half of what you see don't believe anything you read what 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 are we talking about people are getting into witchcraft i think this is a lot and i think people being threatened with their job i think governor mckee and his staff whether it's him maybe he was distracted by the tony silva situation maybe he needs to say hey listen i want to apologize i've been distracted because my chief of staff and we've been trying to defend him and none of that by the way makes sense and and he is right because uh, the story certainly has died down since Silver is, is out of there. It's not going away, but it's died down. But I would um, implore, and I know a lot of the McKee allies, family of uh, different people that work for him. I know they listen to the program. I suggest that they take a different tone towards the frontline workers. Now, the firefighters are different only because 
you know, with them threatening to walk out, um, I, I don't, they, they have, there's a small percentage of them. That's more on a town by town basis. The cities and towns, they can deal with that situation. Um, I think it's different than just across the board and I'm not giving them the out, but I, I don't think they're standing on the same side of the street as the frontline workers. All right. We have a lot ahead. It is, uh, folks, the, the state is recovering from yet another storm and you're listening to the John DePietro show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers and won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time full-time, maybe weekend work, you need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508 508- 336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional? has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This summer, let J.K.L. Engineering keep you and your family nice and cool. J.K.L. Engineering, call them today, 401-351-7600. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. J.K.L., it's going to be a hot summer ahead. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Remember, with J.K.L., 54 years in business, reputation is second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. J.K.L. is an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navian certified factory dealer. Call J.K.L. for a system replacement, oil to gas for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available this summer. Call J.K.L. Engineering right now. Remember, they do it right. They do it right the first time. They'll keep you and your family or your employees nice and cool. Call J.K.L. 401 351 7600. Remember, J.K.L. Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, a carrier factory authorized dealer. It's J.K.L. Call them 401 351 7600. This summer, stay nice and cool with J.K.L. Engineering, 401-351-7600. Kelvino, call for a free consultation today, 401-785-9400, or online, fightbackcalljack.com, where you or a friend or a member of your family in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, fight back, call Jack, free consultation, 401 401- Seven eight five ninety four hundred. Fifty years personal injury law experience and his office one hundred years combined total with the staff. Fight back. Call Jack four zero one seven eight five ninety four hundred. It would be great if you were in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, and the other person's insurance company offered to compensate you what they should. But it doesn't happen that way. You need a fighter. Fight back. Call Jack. Free consultation. 401-785-9400. Jack Calvino. 401-785-9400. Or online, fightbackcalljack.com. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 
two. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, ptr.com. Time for our legal segment. Joining me right now, one of the Rhode Island's top attorneys, it is attorney Tim Dodd. And Tim, I want to start off with, um, <clears throat> this is new, this is different. Governor McKee, first he had said October 1st, he wanted all healthcare workers, frontline <laughs> workers, everyone to get vaccinated. So the healthcare workers are protesting, but a new wrinkle now, someone to me that seems a little more organized, a little more in the game, perhaps just use this type of thing. And that is the firefighters. And apparently the firefighters union uh, association of the state, they've stepped forward kind of a high number. They say 25% of their members are not vaccinated and they may take governor McKee to court about this whole business of deadline. So, Let's start off with that, just how you see this going forward. I, I was elated to see that the firefighters union might be going to court um, on this topic. Somebody's got to get in and attempt to get a TRO. As you said, John, a significant minority of the uh, firefighters are not vaccinated um, a significant number of the firefighters are involved in EMT-type work where they're coming into contact with potentially ill or injured people. Um, it is a union. Right now, if you are an at-will employee somewhere and your employer says, you got to be vaccinated, show me a vaccination card, or you're going to be terminated, um, and the employee says, well, I'm not doing that, and, you get, and that employee gets terminated, that employee may find they're having a difficult time trying to get unemployment benefits. Right. But with this situation where it's a very well-organized union with money and muscle and smarts, um, if they do get in front of a judge and try to get a uh, temporary restraining order, um, I think it would be really helpful um, for the courts to weigh in on this. And it's almost like we should all welcome the opportunity for the courts to get involved. Every politician out there, John, is saying, it, let's follow the science, let's follow the science. But it seems like all of their um, pivoting and changing and flip-flopping on their positions is politically driven and not science driven. So let's see the science that would suggest that the governor's mandate that he's attempting to enforce is scientifically appropriate. Um, I think that if you could get into a forum where there was a fair fight and you could put on evidence and science versus just political talking points, um, I think it would be illuminating for everybody. What about, Tim, the fact that if the governor argues, listen, this is an emergency, this is a health emergency, these are frontline type people, and let's also go into the healthcare workers because they've been protesting. They're looking for some kind of, they want them to push back on the, the deadline of October 1st. What, what type of, um, what, what type of authority does the governor potentially have in a situation like this saying, listen, it's pandemic. I need all these people vaccinated. Well, John, we really don't know what his actual power is. As we've discussed before, Gina Raimondo largely got away with all of her emergency edicts in reliance on her powers or any governor's powers statutorily. She threatened. She said people would be arrested. She said people would get fined. She said there'd be prosecutions. It never came to that. Um, her edicts were in the early days of this pandemic where people didn't know how it was going to shake out. There were no vaccines available. People were afraid and willing to jettison their constitutional rights and the theory, oh, government, please, we're afraid, keep us safe. It's not quite the same playing field now. So the governor can take out his executive order under this emergency and take it out for a test drive. But, you know, I would hope that an intervening court, should the appropriate case be brought before it, may have a difference of opinion as to the constitutionality of this. Mm. We're not in the same environment we were a year ago. Right. Uh, what, what, what do you say if somebody is not vaccinated and say, 
I, I'm a healthcare worker. I'm not vaccinated. I'm the one putting myself at risk if I choose to go into work unvaccinated. Yep. If I'm going into a facility where everyone is vaccinated, they're not so much at risk. I'm at risk. And if I should happen to have it and give it to them, they're going to get a mild case. I could get a serious case. So the notion that the unvaccinated must get vaccinated to protect those already vaccinated. Um, I'm not sure the science follows what mm. the politicians are saying. Tim, as far as with the sports leagues, uh, you know, it's high profile right now that Cam Newton, now the Patriots won't admit it, but uh, certainly a lot of speculation that one of the reasons they let Cam Newton go Patriots uh, opting for Mac Jones is because he's not vaccinated and the NFL set up that if you're not vaccinated, you have to get tested every day. He left the area and then there's all these protocols. And then there's also a controversy that the coach of Jacksonville alluded to in looking at certain players, whether or not he's going to play them. He was definitely letting the, the who was vaccinated against who was not vaccinated come into play here. So is there potentially, is this a, a legal field or legal avenue we could, someone could go down that Cam Newton could say, you know, that, that was unfair. I was basically discriminated against by the Patriots and cut because I just chose not to get vaccinated. I'm not sure how strong of a case he would have because it's his private employer, the okay. Patriots, let's say, who were imposing this rule. Yep. If it's a governmental action, oh, okay. then certainly I think there's more relief to be potentially had in the court system. Yep. Getting into the um, NBA, and or, I should say, I want to get back to with the firefighters and the healthcare workers. It sounds like, Tim Dodd, if they're going to go for a, a restraining order, they, they need to move quickly since this October 1st deadline is coming up. Yes. If the appropriate um, verified complaint is filed in superior court um, on a TRO, you could get heard before a judge within a week. Mm. But <clears throat> the TRO, if granted, is only good typically for 10 days. Yep. Then you've got to be ready to go forward on a second hearing, which is the hearing on a request for preliminary injunction. Yeah. That's like, that's like a mini trial mm -hmm. that requires a fair amount of preparation. Um, so if anyone out there is contemplating filing suit on this, there, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Um, I'm not sure how much relevant case law there is actually on this because right. it's so new. It's never really been done. Yeah. I don't recall any, you know, there was no situation I can think of in the past that this type of requirement was put in. We're in new ground. But, Tim, it sounds like any of the healthcare workers or the firefighters, anyone that wants to challenge this, if they want to do it, they certainly uh, should test this out, in, in sounds like, in court. Or say we're not either they resign, which is a threat, yeah. or go ahead and fire us en masse and then see how you make out with all these um, healthcare facilities. You know, we don't have uh, enough staff right now. If you want right. to now that, start knocking people out, what are you yeah. going to do? Yeah. Now, that's not a legal option, though. That's, that's not just a legal something they option. would have to, and then it's different with the firefighter. We're going to take a quick break. A lot more Attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 
336-2110. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799 that's 401-321-2799 or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com ever in an accident someone hits your vehicle it's damaged in some way pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body 401-272-3340 they're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence folks as you're riding along you just never know you could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401 272 3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly totaled vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. We're speaking with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dunn. Tim, uh, last week, Governor McKee had announced he was going to start a state police uh, attorney general investigation into Tony Silva, his chief of staff. And first he said he had full confidence in him. Then he announced he was going to have the state police and the attorney general uh, at least look at this matter. Silva did that interview with channel 12 that I don't think that went that well. And now all of a sudden, you know, we are getting more details, but on Monday, um, that Silva basically with a joint statement with governor McKee has whatever you want to say, resigned or retired. But, um, just from a legal standpoint, it, it, you know, they, and they've, he's tried a couple different things, whether it be donating the land to the town of Cumberland or, but it, it does not sound once they open the door for the state police and the attorney general to investigate, which doesn't look like a very good idea at this point, um, I, I, I think Attorney General Nerona said that the fact he's retiring has no bearing on the investigation. And it will have no bearing on the investigation. The mm. investigation will proceed. Uh, there's many, many, many people that the investigators will be speaking to. Yep. I think there's certainly the AG's office is looking at this. The state police are looking at this. Um, there's a number of people in, I'm sure, the Cumberland Town Hall that um, the authorities will want to speak to. They'll want to speak to Mayor Mutter. They'll want to speak to people in the planning department. They'll want to speak with the folks at DEM who were yeah. involved in making a decision regarding the appropriateness of developing this parcel. And then those who um, had a change of heart and changed their position about whether or not this piece of property could be developed. Um, yeah, I think that Mr. Silva is in for that the sort of examination that no one would welcome because right. there's other little things coming out, such as discrepancies regarding an alleged corporation, which was yep. never properly incorporated, that he utilized to um, ostensibly... Um, service the general contractor to build a house that he constructed back in 2018 that's a small thing but it's another little misstatement so how many misstatements or you know things that you forget um, can you get away with before the critical mass of all of those pile up and there's real questions about your honesty about other things. Hopefully, you know, the truth will, if appropriate, 
vindicate his conduct. And if there's more to it, then he would face the appropriate consequences. Mm-hmm. Tim Dodd, I, in looking at this now, Silva seemed like, fine, I'll, I welcome the investigation and then it'll clear me and I go back to do my job. But I don't see any benefit now that now it seems like if he was going to leave, which now he has left, that it certainly seems like it was a mistake that Governor McKee opened the door on this whole thing. It depends what Tony Silva was telling the governor. I mean, right. the governor certainly has great faith in Tony Silva. They've or been did. together yeah. for, for, for a long, long time. Yep. And, you know, if whatever Silva told to the governor, put the governor out there on a limb vouching for his chief of staff, um, you have to wonder what Silva told to the governor to get him to make that very emphatic statement. Mm-hmm. Um, and within days had to kind of beg off of that and come up with something much more measured. What happened in the interim? What did the governor learn in the interim? Um, is there another shoe to drop out there? We just don't yeah. know yet. Tim Dodd, finally on this, uh, Governor McKee seemed, because I was at his briefing, and I mentioned, you know, would he alert the public when, in fact, he's going to meet with the, the police and meet with the attorney general's office and so forth. And he seemed almost surprised and said, well, yeah. And, and then I asked if he would bring legal counsel, would be from his office or outside. And he said, what would, I, what would I need a lawyer for? I didn't do anything wrong. Now, to me, he's the pivotal witness because Mutter called him after the meeting with Silva. Governor McKee is in the unique position. He has spoken with Silva. He is he did kind of his own investigation. He spoke with DEM. He heard from from Mayor Mutter. He's talked to Silva. Um, wouldn't he be one of the people that the I mean the, the police and the attorney general's office would want to talk to? He's the one that called for the investigation. Yes, there, there's two questions. One is that old adage, what, you know, what did the governor know and when did he know it? Right. But to the extent that he knew things, are the things that he knew uh, potentially criminal in nature vis-a-vis whatever Tony Silva did? If there's no evidence of any criminal conduct and there's no evidence of any um, abuse or misuse, I should say, of office by Tony Silva, you know, possibly the governor knew lots, but didn't consider any of it to be either unethical or illegal. Right. Only time will tell. Um, what about but, the attitude, yeah. Tim, of I don't need a lawyer to go in and talk to them. I haven't done anything wrong. Well, that's a nice political statement. <laughs> but when, when the rubber meets the road and yeah. you're called into the state police or the attorney general's department, um, I think Dan McKee is a smart man, and I think he's smart enough to bring counsel with him. Yeah, just because with in knowing the case the way I do, you know, if they say to Mutter, all right, you had the meeting with Silva, what did you do after that? Well, I picked up the phone and called Governor McKee, and I told him A, B, and C. Well, again, I'm not Columbo here, but I would think you'd want to talk to McKee and say, from what I understand, you get a phone call from Mayor Mutter, and he claims he said, or just what did he, t- is that true? Did he call you? You know, what did he say? So I, I, I'm in no way intimating, as I said to Governor McKee yesterday, I'm not intimating he did anything wrong. I just can't imagine an investigation where they don't talk to him since he seemed to be a pivotal person that initially was basically kind of saying, hey, I've looked into this thing and there's nothing here and nothing to worry about. So go ahead. Final word on that. No, you're, you're right, John. I mean, yeah. he, it, the governor is one of the pivotal witnesses I would also be interested if I was the investigator in really having a sit down with Mayor Mutter. And, you know, one would presume that within Town Hall in Cumberland or within the DEM, there could be people who were looking on to what was occurring with this um, potential development who either thought that something didn't seem right or maybe somebody who had a personal animus against Mr. Silva. Of course, he had years at you know within the city, within the town of um, Cumberland. Is there anyone out there who's willing to dish the dirt and spill mm. secrets that right. so far the governor or the mayor may not be willing to do? Um, anyone in politics has political enemies, and I'm sure that Mr. Silva is not immune from that possibility. Right. That's what I'd be fr- afraid of. Yeah. And, and just finally on that, Tim Dodd, I, I mean, 
as much as, the, and I'm sure you've heard in the past, if someone, I didn't do anything wrong, what do I need an attorney for? But I, I would think you'd want an attorney who, who maybe, and but could play the role of kind of the bad cop. Like, you know, we've already gone through this, or how much longer is he going to be here? Or you don't have to answer that. Or otherwise, hey, you know, Peter Narona, he's got political ambition. What's to say? Maybe we're going to let the governor stay here and for six hours and ask him some questions. I mean, I, I just I don't I don't I would not go into that type of meeting without legal counsel. I'm not sure has nothing to do with whether I did anything wrong. But I just I mean, it is once you get in and then they're either taping you or writing things down. I, that's not the time to say, gee, maybe I should have brought a lawyer with me. Well, yeah, politicians are worried about optics and yes. the optics of bringing a lawyer might not be the greatest. But oh. Any any politician, including the governor, would be a fool to go into such a meeting without counsel. Yeah. Folks, another quick break. A lot more. Attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote. 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service. 401 401- 439-6028. Fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist. Yankee Tree Service. They provide various tree services, including tree removal, pruning, land clearing, stump grinding, and bobcat service. Check out their website, yankeetreeservice.com. Whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding, Yankee Tree Service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps. Tree pruning. You know, many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down. The licensed arborists with Yankee Tree Service, they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree. Emergency service or bucket truck service. They'll get up in the bucket. Call Yankee Tree Service today for a free quote. 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com. We're speaking with our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, interesting story out of Florida. This woman is a big Trump supporter, big DeSantis supporter. She runs a diner, and she supposedly has announced, you know what? Biden supporters are no longer welcome in my diner. Now, the first question that pops up now, that's she's saying Biden supporters. I can imagine if there were some other groups, she might have a problem. But could someone actually could you can you do that and say, I don't want anyone coming in here who happens to be a su- current supporter of the president? Well, let's just I mean, ob- there's an obvious comparisons. Let's assume she said, I don't want to serve anyone of a particular ethnicity or a particular race or a particular sexual orientation. She'd have immediate problems. She didn't quite go that far. She basically said, if you support this administration, which she described in some very uh, colorful and not complimentary terms, she said, you know, if you support this administration and what they've done in Afghanistan, please take your business elsewhere. That's what she said. Please take your business elsewhere. She never said, I won't serve you if you're a Trump. I mean, if you're a Biden supporter, she basically said, go somewhere else. But she didn't go so far out there on the limb to say, if you're a Biden supporter, um, I won't serve you. I think then she could get into some problems. Okay, take business elsewhere. That's correct. So if you say that, go ahead. So she's basically safe on that. Well, let's let's compare. Take the case in Colorado where the baker did not want to right. do a, make a wedding cake for a gay marriage because of his religious beliefs. He prevailed in refusing service to that gay couple because the Supreme Court found a very narrow lane where the religious exception uh, would be applicable. Here, I'm not sure if this restaurateur said, I refuse to serve you. You've got a, you've got a, um, Biden for president um, pin on your lapel. I will not serve you. Um, I don't think she would have the same constitutional um, cover to say, I won't serve you just because I don't like Biden or his politics. I don't think she would prevail as the restaurateur. 
where it, as the baker did. Okay. So there is a difference. Okay. Folks, again, we'll speak with our legal expert, Tim Dodd. Now, Tim, if you go online, not you, but anyone, there are suddenly these sites popping up with these uh, phony, kind of like fake IDs, but phony vaccination cards. But as much as someone may think it's not a big deal, there, there is a woman who did get in trouble for trying to present that and then traveling. I think she was going from Illinois to Hawaii. Yes. And, you know, this is a, gets into there's she was charged at the airport by the local authorities with violating Hawaiian law, which says that you can't present falsified vaccine documents. Oh. Now, when I first looked at the story, I was thinking, is this something federal because she's using false documentation to gain access onto an airliner? But it's not. It's really a state case where there's apparently a local statute in the state of Hawaii um, making criminal the utilization of false vaccine documents. Right now, it's stunning. In California and New York, you know, criminals are showing up. Um, they're being released on their own reconnaissance. No bail, no nothing. See you later. This woman, for using a false COVID vax ID, um, is being held on $2,000 bail um, in the state courts, in the, in the jail in Hawaii for utilizing this um, phony uh, vaccine record card. Um, mm. If it's the law in Hawaii, then that's the law in Hawaii, and it would be up to her through counsel or someone to challenge that statute. Uh, I think it's a very... Um, dangerous precedent when there's legislation about um, having a vax card. What's next? I mean, we've talked about it before. People, when they're afraid, say, oh, government, please protect us. We'll give up our civil rights. Just protect us. Keep us safe. But people are throwing away their civil rights um, indiscriminately. And I I see it as a long-term problem for this country yeah. because typically rights that you give up are hard to get back. Tim, uh, Tim Dodd, last June, not, not this past June, last June, 2020, there was the infamous now riot downtown Providence, storm Providence, High small down parts of downtown actually still are boarded up, but key element of this, there were two individuals that they did catch right there on the tape of the torch that Providence police cruiser that was then ablaze. This is interesting. One of them pled guilty. The other one, they've actually deemed this guy. And, you know, you hear different things like this. There have been some famous incidents, um, Hinkley and so forth. But the the, you, the judge has, has deemed him incompetent for trial in torching the police car. What what goes into a decision like that? I mean, I, I don't know how competent you had to be. He The crowd was there. He seemed caught up in it. You see him clear as day, spreading the lighter fluid in the cruiser. Um, how, how does something like that go? I, I was very stunned at that uh, decision. Well, whenever there's a claim of lack of competency, um, the court, and you don't just claim that willy-nilly. You've got to have a, a, a real basis for it. It becomes a battle of competing um, psychiatrists. So, Defense counsel for this guy hires a psychiatrist to do an evaluation. The prosecution did the same. So there were two psychiatrists giving opinions to the court. Now, the standard is, does this defendant suffer from a mental defect, which makes him unable to understand the nature of his crime or to um, participate effectively in his defense? So, as you say, the guy was in this crowd. He seemed to know that he was holding a um, container that had, I believe, lighter fluid. He seemed to know he was putting it into a police cruiser. He seemed to know the purpose for putting it in there. And uh, lo and behold, um, matches lit or something like that. And yeah. the, the thing explodes and it catches fire. And what we all know happened, happened. Apparently, the magistrate judge, Judge Allman, uh, found it to be a very close call because the psychiatrist for the prosecution 
said, I, I feel forced, I feel compelled to determine at the current time that this defendant is incompetent to stand trial. But I think the psychiatrist was skeptical of this guy's performance. Yeah. Was he really mentally incompetent or was he just playing? Because the psychiatrist said, I think he should go to a facility for like four months and see if he can, oh. you know, reestablish skill sets which would make him able to understand the nature of this crime because the psychiatrist said either this defendant was exaggerating his deficits or he was unwilling to expend the effort needed to answer the questions or both so um the the subtitle to that is maybe this guy's faking it yeah so time will tell but at the current time uh, the court will not allow this trial to go forward this is a decision of a magistrate justice in the federal system. His decision as a magistrate justice will ultimately be decided by the trial judge. And in this case, I believe it's Judge McConnell. So there'll be a, another judge to review the decision that Judge Allman has made. Um, it sounds like the psychiatrist for the prosecution thinks this guy's a phony. And with that, but just before we move on, would that maybe be the, what would be would and again, I know we're speculating, but would that be someone who they they claim they don't remember what happened or they they don't uh, understand that their actions of of what led to that or they're in denial? What what like what would he be saying or acting out for them to think? Gee, maybe he's not competent to stand trial. It could be any. It could be any of any those. You can say, "I don't remember having been there. I oh. didn't realize what I was doing. Mm. What are you talking about? Oh wow! I don't understand the nature of the crime. What yep. do you mean? What are you talking about? Um, it it could be any any of the above in terms of the defendant attempting to show that he doesn't really know what's going on. That he doesn't understand why he's been charged. He doesn't know what the charge is. He doesn't know why he's been charged. He doesn't know how to help a lawyer. He can't really talk to his lawyer um, because he just doesn't have the capacity mentally to string it all together. Yeah. And if he can't assist in his, in, a rep in his counsel representing him and counsel says, judge, I can't get this guy to cooperate with me. I go in to talk to him and he's all over the place. He doesn't seem to know what's going on. Um, that does put defense counsel at a significant disadvantage and it's up to counsel to bring it to the court's attention. He can't allow the case, he, the attorney, he or she can't allow the case to go forward with an incompetent defendant. Tim Dodd, finally, uh, Nancy Pelosi, her January 6th committee, they're demanding that certain GOP lawmakers turn over their phone records. If you were advising them, this goes back again to the whole, they're claiming the armed insurrection, but uh, they're not law enforcement. Would you uh, encourage them to comply with this demand of handing over their phone records? Well, I, I'm guessing you know the answer is <laughs> no, no way. Yeah. But she's, Nancy Pelosi is not asking the individual congressman to hand over their um, text messages. She's doing an end run around the members and going to their um, service provider service. saying, we want you to give us all the information on Representative X or Representative Y. So I know that from a political standpoint, I know Kevin McCarthy has been saying, hey, if you turn over this information you know, and we get the majority in 2022, you guys might be out of business. Well, that, that's that's a long-term play, but it seems to me in the short term, um, if I was one of the targeted Congress people, again, they should be in court looking to get a restraining order to stop um, any of these uh, cell phone service providers from cooperating with Nancy Pelosi's subpoena. It's an outrageous overreach, and maybe people are paying attention to this whole situation. Maybe they're not in this, um, you know, select committee that's been put together. Um, but if the notion of uh, this committee being able to get records of your cell phone carrier for no, no other reason than to go on a fishing expedition, right? if it doesn't chill you to the bone, 
to think that this can happen in America, uh, I don't know what to say. It's it's one of the most disturbing things I've heard in months. Folks, he is our legal analyst, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, great job as always. We'll talk to you again. Thanks, John. Take care. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA, Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokerage for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies you can depend on. On MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401 431 2300. 401 431 2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today, MEGA Logistics, 401 431 2300. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now, there, you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have a links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DePietro show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on and right at the top, it says radio show. Click onto that. It'll bring you right there and you can listen. It's all in the library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at DePietro.com. Summer's here. You want to stay nice and healthy for you and your family? Pop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. It's My Health, right in that old white church, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. It's My Health, where you're going to find vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like acai, honey, maple syrup, Octave Skin Brushes, also over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. It's My Health, where you'll find hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use, natural skincare products, hair care care products, essential oils, body oils, and soaps. It's My Health. Stop it and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, or call her 401 305-3585. 305-3585. Shop local and stay healthy with It's My Health right across the street from Davenport Restaurant. Summer, continue to enjoy your best lawn ever with Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Contact them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025 or online, lawndoctor.com. A lot more summer ahead plus the fall. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island, your best lawn ever guaranteed call for a free quote today 401-392-1025 find out also about keeping your family safe from ticks and mosquitoes lawn doctor of rhode island check out their website it's lawndoctor.com or call today for a free quote 401-392-1025 